You're listening to the John Clark Cast, formerly the Private Practice Workshop Podcast. My name is John Clark. I'm a licensed therapist and a brand builder, marketing consultant, and a guide for therapists trying to build a better business without all the overwhelm. So glad you're here today. I hope you enjoy the episode. Let's dive in. John Israel from the Mr. Thank You Project is on the show with us this afternoon. And um, I'm already excited about this because I have no idea where it's going to go or what. <laughs> You're already so, one of a kind on the show and that there's no one doing, uh, there's, there's no other Mr. Thank Yous, at least on this podcast and probably not in the world. So you've already hit a number of categories without even <laughs> really knowing it or yet the the only uh, the only mr thank you out in the world is uh, a movie from it was a, a movie made in korea back in like 1938 <laughs> called <laughs> mr thank you it's it's fascinating it's about a taxi driver anyways uh yeah that's the only else only other thing you're going to find about mr thank you it's about a taxi me driver. me or a yeah so it's going to be either me uh-huh. uh the dude who wrote a lot of thank you cards or about a korean taxi driver from 1938 <laughs> so you can pick out which one you want to follow or watch, or maybe so. both it might be fun to, you know, just get familiar with both. And um, I guess they didn't grab the URL while they were. Sure in the, didn't. In the Not process. back in 1938. They missed, they missed that. Although they, they're, they're crushing it on Wikipedia. We'll have to, okay, we'll have to find a process there. But. Yeah. You might need to build out that part of your online presence then. <laughs> <laughs> Crush the Wikipedia game. Um, that's funny. Was the URL available when you just, did you just have the idea, like when you, had the idea? Did you look up your when the URL name early? Out? Yeah, yeah. It's so funny because it was a it was a real trip where I saw I, when I first started the project. It was October of two thousand and sixteen. In like early November, I thought of the name Mister Thank You because we didn't have a name for it. I was just, you know, I'd made this commitment to write five thank you cards every day for a year, and and I, I first called it the Year of Thank You is what it was called, mm-hmm. and I was like Mister Thank You. I don't know. That sounds interesting. Let me look it up and. The URL was available, but it was so early on in this year-long project that I was like, all right, well, it's available. I'm not going to worry about it. And then I'm not even kidding. Uh, three weeks later, I looked at it again, and it was taken. <laughs> so we're, And it was just a squatter sitting on it, not doing anything with it. So once I got more serious with the name about six months later, um, you know, we, uh, we searched them out and paid a, paid a price. Yeah. <laughs> not too bad, though. It, was, it, it hit my cap of what I wanted to pay, but I was, I was grateful to get it. That can happen, especially nowadays. I mean, I, I'm convinced that um, I don't have anything to back this up, but I'm convinced that like there are people that can tell what URLs are being searched for, even if you're looking at it and have an idea. I mean, I think I at least wonder if there's a way for them to see what's being searched and then snatch that up and then go, hey, this is now fifteen hundred dollars and not fifteen dollars. Right. Yeah. And it's funny. I asked, uh, I asked GoDaddy that cause I reached yeah. out. I'm like, how is this possible that I look it up and it's gone three weeks later? And they're like, we just, we do not share it. That's a very particular thing. He's like, as soon as it becomes available, if someone expires on it, we sell it at auction, but no, we're not gonna, we, we keep that private. So I was like, all right, yeah. you never know. Maybe they are, maybe someone else isn't inside. True. Yeah. Maybe, they, <laughs> maybe they're saving it themselves and acting as someone else. Yeah. There's some weird privacy stuff around it too, around like, you know, having your domain name protected or the ownership protected unless you, um, or you can pay more 
to have it protected. The other thing is if your domain expires, that's a really bad situation to be in. And there are people and whatever people out there on the internet that will snatch your, your URL up like the second it expires and then force you to buy it back from them. So that's one way to make a living. Yeah, there, there's a there's a funny TV show called The League. I don't know if you've ever seen I've it. Seen it's a very, very yeah, very crass show, but it's yeah. it's pretty funny. And there was a, there was an episode where one of the guys uh, randomly just kept searching names like that, and he found DallasCowboys.com <laughs> was available, so he bought the domain and, and like <laughs> and sold, sold it, it to, him to him for a bunch of money, and it was it was pretty funny. That's brilliant. Uh, that's a funny show. Yeah, fantasy football. That's 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 a. That's a riot. Um, well, I'd love to hear a, a version of your story and how you became Mr. Thank You. I imagine you have a few different versions uh, of varying links, but um, how did you get here? Yeah, so the Mr. Thank You project was uh, really birthed out of desperation. You know, in my role, you know, what I tell people is I'm a gratitude salesman. So specifically what that means is I'm in the world of corporate gifting. So if, if companies or business owners want to give away really nice gifts out to their clients, I come in and I consult and I help them pick out great gifts. And it's kind of a weird little niche, but I've done it for like 16 years. That's kind of my world. And yeah, I, I was at a new stage of my life where my wife and I had our first child. We bought our first home and then we found out uh, we were expecting our second child. And simultaneously, my wife left her job to become a stay-at-home mom. And I was the only one working. So it was this sudden pressure that I felt to perform at a higher level, even though I was already performing well at my job. And what were but you now doing it, exactly? Now, now it meant more. I was still working for the, uh, um, the, the Cutco Closing Gift Company. So as a gratitude salesman, that's what I do. Is you know, I, that's, that's been my job. And in, in that time, I was just looking for some way to not be working out of desperation to, to make money. I mean, I'm a, you know, been a commissioned salesperson basically my entire life. And as I think we're all salespeople to some capacity, we're all business owners and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for a way to kind of stay motivated and, and, and really, I guess, honestly build, be with more purpose. Cause I was just, I was just focused on working to work, to make money, not actually because I cared about what I was doing anymore. So I listened, I, I did what many of us do in moments of desperation and I went to YouTube and I searched Ted talks <laughs> about motivation and inspiration. And I found a great one by a guy named Simon Sinek called start with why it's right. a very famous message at this point. Mm -hmm. And it really struck a chord with me about this concept that, you know, people don't care what you do. They care why you do it. You know, and if you're in business, they don't care what you sell. They care why you're selling it. So what's your why? And that was the question that I was, you know, kind of stuck with at the end of his message. And I was like, well, what is my why? What is my purpose? And, and if I was being honest at that moment in September of 2016, it was all about survival. It was about just kind of making ends meet and supporting my family. And I thought, well, geez, if that's what I'm doing, I don't know if that that's not very inspiring, not to me. And I'm sure probably not to my clients who are paying me money for a service and a product. So I thought, okay, well, that's, that's not right. I'm not committed to that. I, 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 I want to be a high performer, but I also, I love human, I love people and I want to, I want to do my best for my clients and my family. So I thought about what, what's something that I could do? What could be a purpose I could design for my life and for my business? So when I thought more about it, you know, I'm in the world of, of gifting. And so I help people say thank you for a living. That's my job. So I thought, well, really I'm about gratitude. Yeah, that's my world. So if, 
if my world is about gratitude, then a big mission I could have is about elevating gratitude on the planet. And that's where that tagline came came from, is that who we are is committed to elevating the level of gratitude on the planet. And I thought, that's really cool. I love it. And then I just kind of had this, uh, there's this great Ralph Waldo Emerson quote that I think about constantly. And it goes like this, um, who you are speaks so loudly, I, I cannot hear what you are saying. And so it's kind of this interesting concept to say, I am this guy who's committed to elevating gratitude on the planet, but yet I do not embody this at all. Um, and that was a problem, you know, because if you went out and asked 100 people who know John Israel, you might hear some great st- and you said, what do you know about him? They might say some great stuff like driven or successful, but grateful, uh, appreciative, happy even? Probably not. And so I thought that was that was really inconsistent. So I wanted to find a way to embody gratitude as an expression, not just like a, a thing to just write in a journal like, oh, be more grateful. Like, here's what I'm grateful for. But find a way to really embody it as an expression. I've kind of like that's been a practice of my life. Uh, to find a way to to live out my values. And so I thought, well, you know, when have I experienced the most gratitude? And, and it was around when I was more when I was when I was verbally or or consciously intentionally expressing gratitude to people who have made a difference in my life. And I had some great experiences of that earlier on. Um, and it, it just really I, I remember how good I felt when I was actually appreciating people. So I thought, well, what's a way that I can make that a habit, like an actual daily routine? You know, a lot of you guys are, you know, your mental health practitioners and you, you know the value of helping clients come up with a routine because it's not about what we do once in a while, but what do we do daily that really affects how we create our life and our mental state? So I wanted to find something that would get me in a grateful state every day. And so I thought, well, thank you cards are simple. I could do that. I know they're effective. I've written them in the past. But I wanted to reinvent them, not just write like, hey, you know, thanks for the wedding gift or hey, thanks for the the thing you did for me, but make them an authentic expression of appreciation. And so I kind of put some rules around the project and and uh, that's what I decided to do. I committed to writing five thank you cards every day for 365 consecutive days, started on August 10th of 2016 and rolled out for uh, 365 days. So I wrote 1,825 thank you cards to people of all sorts, if from all spaces in life, from everyone in my family to uh, especially a lot of strangers. I wrote them to airplane pilots. I wrote them to flight attendants. I wrote them to the trash guy from uh, who, who picks up our trash every day. Uh, I sent them to uh, politicians, uh, you know, who I valued and, and appreciated and I sent them to owners of companies, Apple, Whole Foods. Whole Foods sent me back a thank, a, a thank you card with a gift certificate to <laughs> <laughs> to eat wow. there and it was so there's there's right off the bat right right, right. <laughs> but it, there is it was a lot of time so because the the rules were and I'll, I'll i'll go over the rules and then i'll I'll, uh, I'll pause so you can you know ask some questions but the rules were really simple i had to write five cards every day they had to be handwritten it couldn't be a text message it couldn't be a uh, a phone call it had to be handwritten um it was five cards every day before i went to bed meaning it didn't have to be done by midnight but it had to be done before i went to bed so every day start at, started at zero. So I couldn't write 35 cards on Sunday because that would just get really annoying to my wife, like my major day off <laughs> filled with writing thank you cards to other people and not appreciating or being present with my family. That why did you write well. them at night? Why did I or why? Oh, it, I didn't. It always. It was just a matter of like I made sure they had to be done before okay. I went to bed. Got yeah, it. That, that was just kind of I, – I could have them done by 6 a.m. if I was up early, but usually I did them throughout the day and – finished off late at night if I still had a few. 
And then the last two were I could write a max of three cards per person. So I couldn't do a lot of repeats because I didn't I wanted to uh, protect the challenge and not have it get watered down by writing 75 thank you cards to my wife. You know, like that would get really annoying. But you must have run through your family and your friends pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. I started by making a list of I had about 350 people that I knew I wanted to appreciate, you know, from clients to uh, family, family, friends, uh, you know, all sorts of people. Uh, the last rule is the one that tends to shock people, which is that I committed that f- for any and every day that I miss, I'll donate a thousand dollars to charity. And so that was, that's what was at stake every single day when I woke up was to find five people from scratch who I could appreciate. And it was, a, it was a pretty amazing journey. Well, I want to know how you found these people and, and got their addresses given that not many people have the addresses of even their friends and family at this point. I'd have to go searching if I wanted to like send a letter to some of my close friends. Um, but yeah. how, how did you, how did you find the people and create the list? Uh, you know, the, the list was pretty, it was pretty easy. I just kind of, I went, I just went through my phone and picked everybody out that I wanted to. Um, a lot of times I would just be pretty direct and I would just say, Hey, what's your best snail mail address? Cause it's funny when I would literally, this is what happened most of the time when I texted somebody and I said, Hey, what's your address? They would literally reply with their email. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I don't think you actually read (laughs) Well, so I had to clarify, what is your snail mail address? Right. And then they would get, oh, he's going to physically mail me something. And then they would say, what are you sending me? And then I'd be like, oh, it's a surprise. Or I'd make a joke about it. And then I wouldn't tell them. And then they would get this card in the mail. But I didn't always actually um, mail it, uh, especially there was a se- several scenarios where it was a server at a restaurant or, you know, someone I, I, I noticed doing something really great or, you know, on a plane. I would just physically hand it to him right after I wrote it. And that uh, that would eliminate having to find their address. But on celebrities, like I sent them out to auth- you know famous authors that I appreciate and value, Seth Godin. I just literally I would just go to their website and I would just put in an inquiry and I'd say, hey, what's the best uh, mailing address to send so and so a thank you card? I was just pretty transparent because a lot of times their assistant is answering it anyways, and they're like, oh, that's sweet, yeah, here you go, which is kind of funny because I probably got some personal data on, <laughs> on where these say. people live. <laughs> that that a lot of other people don't don't uh, don't necessarily have, but obviously got to be um, protective of that. But no, every, most people were pretty uh, pretty easy to get it get it from. What kind of reactions did you get from the people um, that you handed the letters directly to, like the strangers? So that, oh man, this there there's a um, there's one day that kind of goes down in in history of of the most prolific day of the whole project, or one of them. And it was early on. It was day three. And I was boarding a plane from Los Angeles to Philadelphia uh, for something called the Front Row Dads Retreat. So Front Row Dads is a community I'm a part of, and it's uh, entrepreneurial fathers. And we get together twice a year to talk about how to become better husbands to our wives and fathers to our children while running successful businesses. So I'm doing this. I'm flying out to this event. And as I'm boarding my plane, I haven't written any cards yet. It's pretty early. And I thought, okay, who am I going to appreciate today? So that's, that was sort of the thing is like becoming a good finder. Who gets to be acknowledged and appreciated? So as I boarded my plane, I, I, I just thought about the pilots because I was realizing, you know, man, I, I, I pray for safe travel every time I get on a plane. And I've got two kids at home. I'm married. And you know, it matters to me to get home safely. So, you know, there's really two people in charge of that and that's the pilots on the plane. So I thought, okay, that's who I'm going to appreciate. So I sat down and a question comes up, which is how do you appreciate somebody you don't even know? 
which is a really interesting challenge because it's like, well, I don't know who they are. I don't know what, you know, what their life is like. And, you know, one of the, in the research on this concept of gratitude and appreciation, one of the best uh, things I learned about the word appreciate is the root word is, uh, uh, is in Latin for, and it's called appretiare and which literally means to appraise or to set the value of a thing. So when you think about an appraisal, like how is that relevant in our current life? Well, when you want to sell a home or sell a piece of jewelry or sell something, you you have someone come in, you hire an appraiser whose job it, like professionally is to look at something and, and to discover its value. So they have all these questions like, well, when was this property built? Uh, uh, you know, what condition is it? What location is it? What are the comps of other properties that have been sold out here? Um, you know, are there any termites? Is there any damage that might affect the value? And say so they go through this list of questions to look at something and say, this is worth blank. So now how do you apply that to another human being that you don't even know? How do you assess that value? And I think the, the, the lesson I learned out of that, John, was to become curious and to be just like, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know what to appreciate, but if I, if I had to appreciate them, what might I appreciate? And what started coming up was just all these, these questions of like, well, I don't know, like what, what do they care about? What are their values? What are their goals? What are their biggest struggles? What do they deal with every day? And I sat there for about 20 minutes and I thought about it. And then I wrote this note and it said, essentially, you know, dear pilot, uh, might be strange to receive this card from a passenger. But as I was boarding this plane, I realized that every time I board a plane, I miss my family. But that's just when I travel. This is your job to constantly do that. I can't imagine how many birthdays, anniversaries, holidays that you've missed because of your job. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but I bet this is something that you've wanted to do for your life because nobody comes up, becomes a pilot by accident. And you do, you know, all of those things and have literally hundreds and thousands of people's lives at your fingertips only to have a slightly bumpy landing and have people complain about it. <laughs> so whether you hear it enough or not, thank you from myself and everybody on this plane. So I wrote four of those cards because I had two, I had two flights and two pilots on each flight. So I hand them to the, the pilots as I exit. The, the crazy thing, John, was now this was done on my personal business stationery. So it had my name, my email, and my contact info, which I don't normally do it, do it that way, but that's just what happened to happen in this moment. Within 24 hours, three out of the four pilots personally emailed me or text messaged me mm -hmm. to thank me for the card that they received. One went on to say, you know, John, uh, I am in my 20 years of 22 years of flying. This is the first year I get to spend Christmas at home with my family. So you're right. We do miss a lot for, for this job. And another guy went on to tell me, you know, John, I, I really appreciate your kind words. And in my, in my 12 years of flying, I have never received a thank you card from a passenger. And that just blew me away. Cause I'm like, wow, these guys have such important jobs of such magnitude and impact that if something went wrong, I mean, uh, people die. Sure. And no one's saying thank you. No one's really appreciating them for who they are and what they do. And I thought, geez, if that's the case for these guys, what about everybody else in their work, in their jobs, in their marriages, in their families? People just aren't receiving that level of appreciation. And the, the final part of that day was we went to Philadelphia. I landed, go to this retreat. We had this great time. And then we go to a restaurant and there's about 35 of us together, entrepreneurial guys. We walk into this restaurant, downtown Philly. Uh, they have, we have no reservation and it's like this quiet little kind of dive bar place and there's one waitress and we walk in and she just looks at us and you know, we just ruined her night. She was just mm -hmm. not, not expecting 35 guys to walk in at 10 o'clock at night for food and drinks. 
but she was gracious and seated us and put us in the back of the place so we didn't annoy all the other patrons and and her name was Shante and Shante did a great job. She wound up serving us well and, and overall she had a great attitude and we had a lot of fun with her. And I realized, you know, when we were closing everything up at about one in the morning, I was like, you know what, she's my, she's my final card. She's going to be my number five for the day. So I pulled out some stationery and I wrote this note and I just said, you know, dear Shante, it might seem strange to receive this card from a, uh, from a patron, but I wanted to uh, say thank you for the amazing service you gave us tonight. Um, what you don't know is that we're a group of entrepreneurial fathers here for a retreat to learn how to become better dads to our children and husbands to our wives while we run successful businesses. And tonight was all about fellowship. This is our first time getting together as a community. And we know we didn't have a reservation and we know you weren't expecting us and you could have given us terrible service, but you didn't. You did an amazing job. You got all of our orders correct. And we had a wonderful evening because of you. So on behalf of myself and everybody here, thank you. So I wrote that card and, and uh, Shantae is sitting in the corner filling out, you know, cashing out her tips and all that stuff. And, and I walk over and I hand her the card and she accepts it awkwardly as most strangers do when I hand them a thank you card. <laughs> don't you know what it is. Like, I don't know they're what's kind of, They're kind of paranoid about what's in it or is it yeah, like, yeah, it's a little like, what the heck? Yeah, are you serving uh, me like a, uh, a sentence or so, you know, like a, <laughs> I didn't think a about notice, that. a yeah. notice to be in, to appear in court. <laughs> oh, that'd be so messed up. Right. <laughs> You never know. Um, that's funny. I wonder if anyone ever thought that. But uh, so I was. Le- I walked. I start walking away, and then I realize I need to go to the bathroom. So I make a U-turn, go to the restroom in the back of the restaurant, and then as I come out, Shantae is standing there, waiting for me. And she looks at me with this big grin on her face, and her head kind of cocked to the side, and then she just runs at me, and then picks me up and gives me the biggest bear hug of my life, and says, "That is the best." tip that I've ever been given. Wow. And that, that blew me away because we were a bunch of entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs and we make good money and we gave her a fat tip. There was 35 of us. We gave her a huge tip. How could she get a major tip like that and then get this simple card and say this, this right here, this card is the best tip that I've ever been given. You know, and that kind of blew me away to, to really the power and the value of what this concept was, this making gratitude an expression, which is that that people, it's not even just about the money that they make, but it's about being seen. Mm-hmm. It's about being seen for their greatness rather than their weakness. Most of us have conversations in our lives that are focused on what we do wrong or what's missing or what's what's the problem here. But to be to be the person whose job, like literally consider that, like what might your life be like if your job was actually just to encourage people, to bring hope to acknowledge and appreciate people for who they are and where they're at. How might that affect your community around you? How might that affect your life and your business? How might that affect your staff and how they show up every single day? And so that's what it was like for an entire year is just basically acknowledging and appreciating people for, you know, every day. And it was just so many magical things showed up, but also the emotion that I felt every day was really transformational. And that's where I was, I was so excited. And I felt like I kind of nailed it on the head. I was like, wow, this is what I wanted. I wanted to find that way to embody gratitude at a high level. And it, it was kind of amazing because out of that and from that, you know, I just started sharing the story more and then it got kind of picked up by a few people and some news articles got written about it. And then I wound up being on the news and, and crazy, crazy things started going on and opened up a Ted talk. And, you know, I didn't plan for all those things, but it was just, it was just living that expression of my highest values and aligning them with my business that kind of transformed my life. The, the expressing appreciation, gratitude, 
for you, it's it really started with you. You called it curiosity, but what what I heard it as is really empathy. Is really thinking about what are what are other people missing in this person's life? What are they not being appreciated for, and how might that feel? And how can I tap into that? Right? It's just it's just thinking a couple layers into things. It's going yeah. beyond like thanks for the meal. To I know that it was we kept you up. We kept you here late. I know there's 35 of us guys. Um, you know, it's just going a little bit further because the words thank you have lost their potency in a lot of ways. Kind of like saying I love you, you know, constantly or saying it lightly, I feel like it loses some of its potency. So we have to find ways to really, um, to really deliver what we're trying to say. And the same is, same goes for thank you, right? It's, it's going much further beyond just, just those words. Yeah, and and I think that the uh, what I learned, and by the way, you totally nailed it right there. And, and one of the things that I uh, it kind of came out when I was preparing for my TED talk was, is that is that you know appreciate so curiosity is the birthplace of right. appreciation, right. and appreciation is the starting point for empathy. And when we have empathy, we can develop compassion. And when we have compassion, we can literally connect with anybody. You know, you think of like a Mother Teresa. Who was she? She was the most compassionate human being on earth because she had that ability to just get below and dig beneath anything of what someone looked like or where they were or what their life was like. And she could just get so deep and just see them as a human being. And I think that's what it was. It was it was it was it was a human being connecting with a human being. It wasn't like, you know, patron connecting with server or customer and, and salesperson or, you know, uh, uh you know, practitioner and patient, right? It's, it's, it's human beings connecting below the surface. And I think that's what really, um, was transformative for me, but also allowed for a lot of deep, meaningful connection. So you had this, this idea, you carried it out for a year, wrote five cards for a year. And then how did you start to, um, create a business out of it? Well, so there, there's two parts to it that are I thought were pretty fascinating um, in in the business side of it because you know the we had this mission of elevating the level of gratitude on the planet, and we narrowed it down. I, I narrowed it to one percent. So elevating the level of gratitude on the planet by one percent. There's seventy seventy four billion people in the world. One percent is seventy four million, and of course that number keeps evolving, but we're keeping it at seventy four million right now. And and uh, it started out as that, and and. I, you know, I was speaking at an event and this guy came up to me and I, I I'd started speaking a lot more on this topic and sharing the stories because people were, it was really, you know, connecting with people about why they should express more gratitude. And there's a guy who, he was like, yeah, you know, since I met you, I've written like 150 thank you cards to people in my life. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. He's like, yeah, you should find a, a way to track this. Like you, sh- you should find a way to track all the cards that you're inspiring. I was like, that's a fascinating idea. So I did a bunch of research and talked to some web developers and we came out with the beta version in 2017. And now we've got a much more robust version where we literally are tracking all the people who hear about the Mr. Thank You project and start writing thank you cards. They can go to the website, mrthankyou.com and actually log the cards that they've submitted. And our mission is really just to help people make gratitude a habit. So as it is right now, you know, I still run my business, um, you know, in the, in the gifting world. Um, what's interesting. So there's two sides of it. Uh, that I wanted to say, number one is, yes, we built out that business that we're building a community of people who are making gratitude a habit. Uh, it's free resource. Just go to mrthankyou.com, create a profile and just start thanking people and telling us about it. That's it. 
Uh, and then on the other side of making gratitude a habit in my business, you know, this was a really transformational part. Now, and by the way, you might need to translate this for me into um, mental health practitioner uh, re- reality because what I did in my world may not be okay <laughs> in in, <laughs> in the not. world of you know you're dealing with uh, you're dealing with certain people's private stuff and, and their emotions and whatnot. But you know, I had this experience of uh, you know I, I was writing all of these uh, these thank you cards to people and and I had. Uh, this is actually, this, this was previous to the Mr. Thank you project, but I, I wrote a card. There was a client that I had uh, done some business with and then she wound up canceling out. She said, Hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to buy you know your product. And I was like, Oh wow, that kind of surprised me, kind of shocked me. And, and this is about 16 years ago, right when I started with the company. And so uh, we refunded her money and, and we moved on. And I felt really weird though, because I'm like, wow, this is so strange. Like I had a great connection with this person and I don't know why you know, that happened. And so I wrote, uh, so I, I felt the desire to write her a thank you card and not cause she bought anything cause she didn't, but because, but for her time. So I just said, Hey, you know, I wanted to, uh, send you this note to just say, you know, I, I appreciate, uh, getting to meet you the other day. Um, I know it, at the end it didn't work out for us to do business together, but I just want to let, you know, I, I appreciate the conversations we had about, you know, your, you know, your family and your boys and, and, uh, all the things that you're working on right now in your life and you know, whether or not we do business together or not, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate getting to meet you and, and, uh, hope we stay in touch in the future. So I sent the letter and it was really interesting because that emotion of that negative, like charge of dang, I just lost a client, right? Which we've all experienced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wrote that card and, and that feeling, that emotion kind of went away. I wasn't feeling so upset about it. And then, you know, a couple years go by and out of nowhere, my phone rings and I get this and this woman's name was Cynthia and it says, you know, Hey, is this John Israel? So yeah, this is John. It's like, oh, this is Cynthia. Um, you know, I'm I'm your customer. I, I tried to buy some things from you a couple of years ago, but I had to cancel. And I was like, oh, of course I remember you. It's kind of a unique scenario. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, hey, I wanted to let you know that I'm I'm ready to place an order now. I was like, great, let's do it. So she starts, uh, you know, listing out all these things she wanted to order, and you know, it was kind of blown away because it's about three times larger than the original, wow. you know, order order she was making. Now, I was gratefully, you know, taking her business. And I was just still kind of confused. Like, why is she calling me right now? And she says, Hey John, I'm curious. Like you, you might be wondering why I'm calling you all these years later. She's like, well, what I, what I, what I couldn't tell you in that moment when I had to cancel my order was that I had just found out I was diagnosed with cancer and I was, I had to leave my job. I had to have my kids move back into with me to pay the bills. And I didn't know what my future held. And so I just knew that I had to cancel my order with you. But I, when your card came in the mail and I saw what you said, I realized that you saw me as more than just a client, but you saw me as another human being. And I told myself that when I get healthy, I'm going to buy anything that that guy is selling. So that's why I'm calling you today. And uh, we shared this you know, moment together. And that was before the Mr. Thank You Project. And I think that was one of the moments of, of how much I appreciate, like how much I saw this can impact people. And so fast forwarding into my business, what I think people can find different ways to make as a practice for their own business is just making making thank you cards a habit in, in how you communicate with clients. And again, you'll know whatever is more relevant and appropriate in, in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was amazing that I, of, of how much uh, follow through and fulfillment I had. I imagine there's some clients who start working with a practitioner and then stop. It, it would you know, have been very easy for you to just to feel kind of sour for losing the business or be angry. Um, and maybe you felt some of those things, but you reached out anyway, just to say, I appreciate your time. And that was a gesture that went a long way. 
I think, you know, it's, I, I've, a parallel as the, in my work as a therapist is um, the idea of forgiving someone who's not sorry. And a lot of times uh, I've kind of pitched this idea to clients who have been wronged by someone. And it could be as simple as someone like stole from you or as devastating as sexual assault. And you may never see that person again, or they may never be sorry or say sorry. And there's a part of us that stays stuck and wants justice, wants them to say sorry. And so uh, sometimes we have to work with this idea of forgiving them, even though they're not they're not sorry and they haven't said sorry. Yeah, there, there's a, there's a whole chapter in the book and this is where I think the project, when people hear about this part of it, they're like, wow, that was way different than I thought because people's concept of thank you cards is more of like that thing, obligatory thing you do after you get married and you have to send cards out to your family for the gifts you got. You're saying nothing. You're just saying, yeah. And and it's so, and have you, you know, there's this interesting idea of like, have you ever gotten a thank you card that you just threw away because it just was generic? You know, yeah. And then it's like, have you forgotten? And have you ever gotten a card that that meant a lot and you hung on to it? Yeah, I mean, not as many, but we we there's a couple of those that many of us have have developed in our had in our life. And so there, I wanted to find different creative ways. And so one of the interesting things, and this is kind of a practice that um, I found it a little later was a bit more um, had basis in psychology than I think it was sort of an accident (laughs) for me, where there is this experience of um, how do you be grateful when you don't want to be right. Exactly. How can, so how, how do you write thank you cards on a day that you feel like crap and you right. don't want to appreciate anyone because you don't appreciate your life because, you know, things fell apart or whatever. So I had this, uh, this experience of, of writing thank you cards to parts of my life that I wasn't, uh, accepting of, you know, times when I had financial struggles or times when I made bad decisions or, you know, times when I, uh, you know, for, for me personally, you know, I had, you know, that I had some sexual abuse at a younger age in my life. And I dealt with it in certain levels of, you know, personal development and I didn't really feel stuck with it, but I, I felt that there were still triggers in my life that when I would think of things, they would pull me back into a, a thought process that was not empowering. And so I had this, this concept of like, well, if, if I'm not feeling grateful, what's in the way of me feeling grateful right now? And there was some type of a thought or an emotion. And so I would try to dig into that and I would look at when did I start feeling this way? What happened? And I would imagine that time of my life. How old was I? Where was I at? And I just, and I wrote a letter to that version of myself basically having a conversation I wish somebody would have had with me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was, uh, I wrote a conversation the, for yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, Hey, you, th- this happened when you were this age mm-hmm. and you know, it, it, you didn't ask it to happen. You didn't want it to happen, but it happened. And now you feel like this and you don't believe that you're ever going to have this. And this is, and you think that this might happen. Well, here's what I can tell you from the future. This is what's true. Now, this is how you feel. This is where your life is. You did get married. You did have success. You did have all these things. And I got to have this conversation from the future with this, this self that was, uh, it was really amazing. So I wrote these cards. And then one of the challenges that I had was to, um, sit down with a chair in front of me and I, and I, I, the, the other chair was empty and I sat in the other one and I would, and I would switch chairs and I would sit in this, the other one and, uh, up opposite me. And I would, I would physically just get myself into the state of, of that 12 year old boy or that 15 year old boy or whatever. How was I feeling after this moment? What was I thinking? What was that like? I would get myself into that state and literally just feel it in my body. And then I would sit back into the other chair and, and get back to myself and I'd pick up this letter and I would read it to myself as if I was talking to that version. Mm-hmm. And I went through the letter and I said everything I said 
And then I would switch seats and I would go back to that other chair and I would just sit there like a 15 year old boy or whatever. And I would just experience feeling the words and, and, and getting the love and compassion that I never got to feel at that time. And man, John, it was crazy. I, I got through five letters. I wrote like 16 of them. I could only get through five letters in one sitting because it was so emotional. Like it was so just like I, I felt like I ran a marathon when I was done. I had to go lie down. I was like, oh, my God, that was just that was intense. But it was so amazing because it wasn't immediate. But over time, I just felt like this opening and this like mm-hmm. this healing process began in those about those times and spaces in my life. And I remember, you know, I was at an event and uh, I was sharing with a girl that I had done that and she had actually, you know, gone through some sexual abuse herself. And she was like, I can't believe how easy you're talking about this. I mean, you're just telling me this, like, number one, you're a guy like guys are usually most, you know, uncomfortable talking about this. And, you know, I can't believe you did that. And that, you know, you had all these experiences and I was like, wow, I'm really easily talking about this. I'm I have like kind of moved through the space of the shame and the guilt and the fear of what everything might mean that it doesn't really mean. And I got to the other side and I I could now be at that other side and I could now help somebody. And I was just like, wow. Like then and so for me, it's like this deeper part of the Mr. Thank You project that when people get the book, like that's a section. It's called the emotional uh it's called emotional intelligence and gratitude. And really it's the chapter and the sections about how they all work together and different strategies to bring gratitude to painful experiences to grow. And uh, the more that I've shared those with people, you know, I've, I've had other individuals start to try this and practice it. And, and hearing the feedback is just is mind blowing of how much this is helping people. And so on a deeper level, like, yes, I've built a business and, and uh, you know, we're kind of more so building out at the, you know, the membership of the, of the website and, and uh, just but the idea is just connecting with people, this idea of how gratitude can really permeate a lot of parts of your life and bring love and joy. And, uh, man, God, if that's what I get to do for the rest of my life, John, I'm freaking stoked. <laughs> Amazing stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's also forced you to break down what is gratitude. Um, what, how do you go beyond just saying thank you and really making it thoughtful and really, like you said, it's really about seeing people and, picking up on what's unseen, the parts of them that are not appreciated. Um, one, one, again, a little parallel with, with therapy and with, with, uh, therapists being our audience. Um, and we're running a little short on time here, but, uh, I've, I've done therapy for about seven or eight years with, I would just guess a couple hundred patients. Right. And, I've, I've gotten only a handful of thank you cards and I know mm-hmm. that my clients are very grateful. I know that I do good work. We do transformative work. Um, so I don't know what it is that, or that did this disconnect, um, between even like saying thank you. I wonder if part of it is like I'm paying you and that's how I say thank you or the same going back to the pilots. It's like people don't go you know, walk by the cockpit every time and go, thank you so much. I just appreciate you getting us here safely. They're more along the lines of like, I paid $400 for this. So I'm entitled to X, Y, and Z or right. you know, entitled to the service you're providing. We, I think we go to that place really quickly, but the few, the, the clients who have gone out of their way to either write me a note or even small gifts, um, though that has absolutely meant the world to me. And just like the server, it, it weighed more for me than the fee that they were paying me for, for my time, which just, it has to be there. Right. But, um, but, but yeah, it's, I, I can tell you, I could tell you like exactly the, the handful of people who 
wrote those notes or gave me those gifts out of the couple hundred patients I've seen in, in mm. my career so far. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Well, and what's, what's interesting is the, the, the term gratitude, like what's the definition of it, right? That some people have different views of it. And, and, uh, the best definition I found for the word gratitude is the emotion one feels when you receive a gift or experience something as a gift. Right. And a gift is something that's given freely without intention for anything else or whatever. And so gratitude, it, it, that's where it's kind of becomes this, it's not just looking on the bright side. It's, it's looking at something and saying, what's the gift here? Right. Where is the gift in this experience? And that's where, that's where that ability to look at a server and to say, Hey, you could have given us crappy service, right. but you didn't. Right. That's like a gift. You could have been average. You could have been like everybody else, but you weren't. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And so that that emotion of gratitude, that's what it is. Yeah. It's looking at all these components of life and saying, where is the gift here? Where is the generosity? And it's amazing because some people aren't even aware of it. And like you mentioned, this is, this, this is a fun practice that I do with people when I'm speaking at a conference is I say, grab a partner. And then partner A and partner B. Partner A, look at partner B, and then I want you to just, to just very authentically say thank you. And then partner B, your job is to do nothing. Right. Do not just react. Express no – well, not even that. Express no emotion. Just just like a wall. Like just mm – -hmm. they just said it and it just bounced back. And just, I let him sit there for a little bit. And then I just say, how, how was that? And partner A is like, it was frustrating. Like I felt like I was vulnerable. I expressed some love and appreciation. I got nothing back. And it's funny because then the partner B is like, well, I wanted to say something, but you said not to. And I felt awkward and uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, that's because I made you aware of it. But when you look throughout your life at how many people do things for you that are really a gift that you don't acknowledge – they walk away with that emotion. They might not even be aware of it, but that's why people leave jobs. That's why people leave companies. That's why people leave relationships mm -hmm. because that experience of like, I just don't think they appreciate what I do. Yeah. I don't even know if they really, they don't even really see how hard I work for the kids while they're gone at work or whatever. So it, it just bringing people, my goal is just to bring people's awareness to notice the gifts that other people give you and then to take the time to acknowledge and appreciate it because Number one, they get seen, but also it, it honors their desire to keep doing it and they become more generous and they become more loving. And we live in a pretty negative world, dude. And I think that there's a lot of greatness out there. And the more we highlight what people are doing well, the more we're going to get. It's this idea that gratitude is the expression. It's the expression of gratitude um, because I think a lot of people feel grateful or they want to say thank you. Um, but just like expressing any emotion or expressing anger, they might not know how to express anger or afraid of what's going to happen or they feel a little exposed if it's like hey man i just wanted to tell you i really appreciate you They're like no thanks no like i really <laughs> you know like i want to show you how much i appreciate you it's um it's a, it's a humbling it kind of humbles both parties right to really to really say it and then to to really receive it um so yeah it's there's just so many layers to this thing um Elizabeth, I think I'm just going to have to have you back on. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's crazy, man. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a deep, and, and that's what the goal was. The goal with the Mr. Thank You Project was to explore my capacity to experience and express gratitude. Yeah. 
And, and what that means is it's it's just digging deeper into the topic and the idea. And and there's only a couple of people who've really studied it and practiced it and teach it, and, you know, as professors at universities. So it's been just this really amazing topic that um, the more that I've learned, the more. And by the way, and this is the difference of like that last thing you said, there's a difference of just being grateful and like writing it in a journal, but expressing gratitude it, it just lives at a deeper level mm -hmm. because there is a level of vulnerability and action that you like you know there's something there when you tell somebody thank you mm -hmm. versus just feeling it right. and, and because it's it, when there's like a it now lives you're now responsible for it and that's the funny thing I warn people I'm like hey just to warn you when you start thanking people you're now gonna have to be responsible for supporting and taking care of that relationship because they're gonna they're they're gonna they're gonna come back at you with appreciation yep. and love, and if you start deflecting it, that's not that's gonna be counterproductive. I had an assistant that I I wrote this really authentic card to, and she became almost overly helpful. Like you know, hey, do you you know interrupting me like, hey, do you need anything? Like I right. I made a pie, you know, do you want some pie? And I'm <laughs> like, okay, like need some little boundaries. But what I saw was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna not deflect. I'm gonna not, I'm gonna really enjoy and appreciate this, and then obviously create boundaries and communication of whatever. But it's it's amazing how like what you become responsible for your word when you when you say thank you or you say I love you. And that's the final thing I'll say is like you know it's more of a question or a challenge is how do you treat that for which you are grateful? And if you use that as a litmus test for how you live your life every day, it's gonna change your life. Fantastic. Well, it's hard to beat that in terms of words to end on. So um, <laughs> if you guys want to um, become a part of this movement, head to mrthinkyou.com. We'll put the link in the show notes as well. Um, otherwise, there you have it, folks. Uh, John Israel from mrthinkyou.com. John, thanks for your time. I'm already aware of me saying thanks for your time. And I'm like... <laughs> Man, that's not enough. I need to send you something. So I might have to ask for your address after all. Oh, um, it's funny. It, you know, that, hey, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, that's why I put it, I actually, I put it on the website just in case to make it easier for people. Like, hey, don't you need to ask? Just put it on the website. Yeah, like here it is. Yeah, I'm ready that's for it. Awesome. Thanks, cool. man. I, I appreciate it so much. And um, uh, yeah, best of luck to you moving forward. Let's stay in touch. Cool. Thanks, John. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the John Clark cast. I'm your host, John Clark, licensed therapist, brand builder, marketing consultant, and guide for therapists. I help therapists build a better business without all the overwhelm. Do us a big favor and rate, review, and subscribe to our show on iTunes. Hope you have a great week. See you next time.